Hello everyone, and welcome back to Storytime with Momes. My name is Momes, and in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how I got permanently banned from my math class and how I failed English while living in Japan. So if you're at all curious to hear what happened, stay tuned. So it's 2005, and I'm currently living in Saijo, Japan for the next 10 months. I am a study abroad student, and tomorrow is the first day of school and I am super jazzed. I've already been there for a month, so I'm starting to acclimate to life in Japan. My uniform just came in the day before, and I look adorable, so I'm super excited to wear that. Um, I've met my principal and my school, and I met the English teacher, Matsugi-sensei, who is going to be helping me through my next nine months in Japan, or at least in Japanese school, and I just, I'm so excited. Plus, I will be joining the dance club at my school with my host sister, Himi, and I'm so excited. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, I did not stay in dance club because it was just too physically painful on my body. And I, I just couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I just couldn't handle it. If you've ever seen any Japanese anime, you might've seen this before, especially ones that take place in like a school setting. But the first day of school, they always meet in like the gymnasium or the auditorium if they their fancy school and they do a bunch of speeches, you sit with your class, and it's pretty much a welcoming ceremony to the school. Um, in April's when they usually move up a grade, so these were all, there were new students to the school, and it's just, it's a big moment. It's a special moment. I got to meet a bunch of my classmates. I got to meet my homeroom teacher, Ikemoto-sensei, who was also an English teacher. And I also got to make a couple of speeches, which was absolutely mortifying. Um, like I said, Japanese, I didn't know it. So I had written out a speech and I gambated the heck out of it. They all thought it was fabulous. I, again, was mortified. I got to meet everybody and when I came home, I was absolutely exhausted, but super, super excited for the next day where I actually start classes. But then I find out that I will be going to school by myself. So that day, I had gone to school with my sister Himi. Uh, Himi, as a member of the dance team, sometimes has practice before school as well as after school. Um, the next day, she would be having morning practice, so I would have to find my way to school by myself, not speaking a word of Japanese. So, uh, hmm, that sounds great. But, you know, I was feeling confident. She drew me out a map. It looked really easy to get from my house to school. Like, I can... Now visualize it having revisited said map. Pictures will be in my blog. And uh, she had written out my schedule for the day in English so I could actually understand what was going on. I was feeling super confident for the first day of school. I get there, no problem. I find my class, I get assigned a classroom number, uh, meet Momes number 27. It doesn't sound very uh, nice to be assigned a number, but it was supposed to be easy. So instead of saying, like the teacher shouting out a name and then you yelling here. Um, you would literally just go down the rows. One, two, three, four. Oh, five is missing. Cool. And I was number 27. And I also got to learn Japanese numbers faster. So that was really cool. Plus I got really good at saying Niju Nana. So that's 27 if you didn't know. So we have a very short homeroom. I don't know what it's about. But then after we were done, everybody gets up and starts leaving. And I'm like, where are we going? And apparently it was cleaning time because over the loudspeakers starts blasting some Disney music. 
and everybody's sweeping or washing something. And I am, I've not been assigned a task. I don't even know what's going on. And I don't know who to ask. So I walk up to the girls who were cleaning the classroom. And I look at them and they look at me. I look at them and they look at me. And they gesture to the broom closet. I pick out a broom. They thought it was cute that I picked the pink one. Uh, and uh, I joined the homeroom cleaning crew. Uh, nobody ever said not to. Nobody ever told me it was wrong. Nobody ever assigned me something different. I think the teacher saw me doing it and was just like, meh, okay, I guess it works. Uh, and I ended up becoming really close friends with the girls I cleaned the classroom with. Uh, we had lots of giggles, made lots of weird faces at each other. You know, things that, you know, language barriers can overcome. A lot of weird sort of sign language. All good fun. Great times. Plus Disney music. Who doesn't love some Disney music while you're sweeping? It's grand old time. Next was Japanese class. And as they were studying high-level kanji and I spoke baby Japanese, I went to the teacher's room, which is where I would sit next to Matsuki-sensei at her desk, and I would work on my Japanese while they were working on theirs. I don't know why I couldn't stay in the same room while they worked on their stuff and I worked on mine, and then maybe had like the Japanese teacher help me or something, or be like, hey moms, this is some important stuff. You might want to listen to this. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, I, mm, I don't know. But then uh, we did English, English I will talk about later, and then we did some lunch, and made some new friends. A lot of the girls that I hung out with were part of the dance club. So um, these are all people that my host sister Himi had introduced me to. And she was like, hey, yeah, you should hang around with these girls because you're going to be spending a lot of time with them anyway. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Sure. Um, you know, it was fun. We had, we had fun, I guess. Um, they weren't necessarily the type of people I would normally hang out with. Like now, but they accepted me with open arms, so why not? Next, unfortunately, was math. Now, I hate math. It gives me so much anxiety. Numbers, I don't get them. They move around on me. I can't do any sort of math in my head. I can't remember all the rules that go with it. I suspect I am dyslexic and I have dyscalculia. We are currently in the process of finding out if that's true or if I just don't get it, which is fair. I knew Japanese math was going to be intense because a lot of people said it was. I knew American math versus Japanese math. We were on a whole new level. So I was scared, but I really had no idea. I had no idea it was going to be as bad as it was. I'm sitting in class. The teacher comes in because the teacher comes to the classroom. The students don't change classrooms. And everybody starts pulling out textbooks and notebooks and they already have writing in them. And I'm confused because I'm looking and I don't, I don't have a textbook. I don't have a notebook. I don't have any of the things that they have. And now I'm feeling embarrassed or anx more anxious than I was. And he says a word that I recognize, shukudai, which means homework. And he's going around and he's asking the questions and they're answering the questions. He gets to me and I'm sitting there looking like a deer in the headlights, twiddling my thumbs not entirely sure what's going on. And he starts speaking to me in Japanese in an authoritative tone. And I'm just staring at him again, like a deer in the headlights, just completely frozen. Don't know what to say because I can't understand a thing he said. So he turns to the girl who sits next to me um, in that row and he goes, 
well, I figured out what he said now, but he pretty much told her, uh, translate for me. And she pulls out her pocket translator. She types in what he said, hands it to me. And on it, it says, he asked you where your homework was. And I was like, Home- homework? Shukudai? What? And he said something else. She types, hands it to me. Where is your textbook? I never got one. And then he, he says something very stern. The girl next to me, who, spoiler alert, is Miku. You should have heard about Miku from my, uh, <laughs> my later stories. We ended up becoming best friends. But uh, she, she kind of has this shocked look on her face. She looks at me and starts typing regretfully, hands it over. And it says, he says you should leave. And I look at her and I look at him and go, what? And she just kind of nods like, you should go. You, you should go. So I look up at him again and he's got the meanest, most sternest look on his face. Like he just wants me dead. And I can feel the anxiety just rising intensely. And I feel all the eyes staring at me and I'm embarrassed and I'm confused and I'm shocked because I was never given any of the textbooks before I started school. In Japan, you buy your textbooks. Even in high school, you go to a bookstore, you have the list, you hand them the list, they hand you the textbooks, you go to school. Also, between break, between classes, like from one year to the next, they give you homework. I had only been there for a month and nobody told me, hey, moms, you have homework that you have to do for your math class. Don't forget to do it. Or, hey, moms, here are the textbooks you need to use. We let you borrow some because you don't speak Japanese. So why would you buy them? None of that. So I got permanently banned from my math class because I didn't know that we were supposed to have homework. And I didn't even have a textbook. And apparently that offended every ounce of his being because I was never allowed back in there. Hence the meaning permaband. Uh, I ended up going to the teacher's room and sitting with Matsugi-sensei. And she's like, aren't you supposed to be in class? I was like, um, I think I just got permanently banned from math class. And I told her what happened. And she's like, hmm, yeah, that's probably for the best. So I just hung out with her for the, until the end of the day, because I was too mortified and shocked and embarrassed and all sorts of adjectives to be, that are not, not thrilled. And uh, yeah, I never went to math class ever again. I saw him a couple times after the incident, like later on in the year, and he still scared the ever-loving bejesus out of me. I, mm, he still gives, I can still see his face. I could still feel the atmosphere of the room. It was dark because I think it was going to rain and the lights were very orange and I could smell the wood of the floor and all of the pencils and stuff. And just the look on his face as he's staring down at me at my desk and just, where's your homework? Where's your textbook? Well, if you're not prepared to come to class, maybe you shouldn't be here. And then he kicked me out and I never was allowed back. Math class, great times. This next story is about how I failed English in Japan. Um, I had two English teachers, Ikimoto-sensei, who was my home teacher, and uh, I don't remember the other teacher's name, so we're just going to call her Dance Club-sensei, because she was the uh, teacher in charge of the dance club. She spoke better English between the two. Ikimoto-sensei spoke very frantic English, and I didn't always understand what he said. Like, I couldn't always understand him. Dance Club-sensei 
she was funny. She was uh, very polite. She was very kind. She had very clear English. And honestly, I loved her classes so much. Uh, she would write things on the board and go, Yosh! Yosha! Yosh! Yosh! Yosha! Like, it was such an undertaking and, like, the coolest thing she'd ever done. I knew English was going to be weird because I speak English and they were learning English. And I didn't know exactly how English classes went in Japan. I know what learning another language is like in America, but learning another language in another language is always interesting. First things I noticed, uh, there's a lot of Japanese in English class. Um, for being 17 and in like English class, I expected uh, a lot of different things. There was a lot of reading from a textbook, regurgitating what was read in a textbook, and then going over ridiculous amounts of time, the exact same thing over and over again that was read from the textbook. And like, just like you see in, in like anime, they would stand up, they would read their portion, uh, they would get any corrections. Ikimoto sensei would look at me like, did they do good? And I'd be like, mm, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, it was always weird because I was always put on the spot for those classes. Ikimoto sensei would forget a word and he'd say it and he'd look at me like, did I pronounce that correctly? And I'd be like, no, no, sir, you did not. English was a very boring class. They would learn new vocabulary by reading a story, which you usually do in other languages. Uh, you get like a starter story, you read the story, it introduces new vocabulary, and then you spend the next 10 or so pages putting those words into use. Uh, they did not do that in Japan. Um, they give you a story, you study the story, you memorize the story pretty much, and then you spit out what the teacher said on the exam. And it was very impractical. Like the stories weren't very uh, good for uh, conversational skills. So a lot of the kids who had been studying English all of their lives did not speak any English at all. They honestly didn't know what it was. So that was interesting. And uh, yeah, like I said, the entire class was in Japanese with random bouts of English. And then Sensei would write some stuff on the board in Japanese and English. And it's like, okay, yeah, you got to learn certain aspects of the language in your own language to, you know, better understand the other language. But, but, but there was never any instructions in English. There was never any, uh, today we're speaking Japanese only so we can learn the English words and then the next class we're going to speak only in English or anything. Like it was very impractical. I remember in high school, my Spanish teacher, for example, she would teach us new things, new words and phrases in English. And then we would repeat them so we could understand how to say them. And then we would practice them in class, use them in sentences. We would, she would give us instructions in Spanish, like turn to page 20, but in Spanish, there was none of that in Japan. <laughs> none of that. He never said turn to page 20 in English. He never uh, gave any sort of instructions like today we're going to do some listening or anything. It was just all in Japanese. So uh, <laughs> you can kind of see where this is going. So like a lot of places in the world, they have midterms and finals, just so you know what you're doing, to see if you, you know what you're doing. I never studied for any of these because most of them, I was just sitting in the teacher's room and the rest of them were English. So I didn't know what to study anyway. I was like, I speak English, it's no big deal, whatever. So I didn't really have exams, but I did participate in English. 
my two English exams. I think one was grammar and one is vocabulary or something. I honestly don't know what the difference between the two classes was. I didn't know who taught what or anything. They were, they would study different textbooks. And I think they each had different purposes with what they studied, but I don't actually know what we studied. And we get to my midterms or my exams and I'm like, this is going to be easy peasy lemon squeezy. It's English. It's whatever. It's baby English at this point. All we pretty much did was regurgitate what was said in class, you know, via the three pages of English that we read about why Johnny likes to dig holes in the dirt, like that kind of stuff. (laughs) That's not at all what the test was about. (laughs) And all the instructions were in Japanese. So I had no idea what I was reading. I had no idea what was expected of me because I couldn't read Japanese. It was all in kanji. And I was like, Nani, the heck is this? I would try to remember things that we had spoken about in class and be like, okay, I think this is what they're asking for. And I would fill it in. The ones where, you know, is put it in the correct order. They'd give you a bunch of words jumbled together and then you'd have to like cross them out and then put them in the right order. Easy. Because I kind of, it was hard to mess that up. But if they just gave you a blank and a bunch of Japanese around it, and then they're like, put in the English word or put in the Japanese word that is what this English word means. I was like, um, what? I did mm, what? Like, for English, it was easy, but for my Japanese, it wasn't. So, I, uh, yeah. Um, I failed. I failed both of my English classes in Japan because I couldn't read the instructions because they were in Japanese, not in not in English. So while technically the sentences were correct, uh, they weren't because that's not what they were looking for. They were looking for a different usage of grammar or a different word entirely. And we would always go through the tests together at the end, like with each other, with like the classmates and stuff. And they would always come over to my, uh, they would always come over to my desk and be like, Moms, how did you do on the English test? Because they expected me to excel. And I'd have to show them that I got like a very low grade. And they all thought it was hilarious because I should know. And I would look at them dumbfounded every time and go, And they would laugh at me because it was all in Japanese and it wasn't English at all. So, uh, yeah, I failed English and everybody thought it was hilarious. So, yeah, that was um, how I got permanently banned from math class and how I failed my English classes while living in Japan. Uh, If you enjoyed these stories, please go ahead and follow for more updates and, you know, to be let know when I make more episodes. See, and this is also why I failed English in Japan. Oh, my God. That just sounded so bad. Um... Also, please, please, please rate my podcast. If you go to the homepage, there's a little, you know, the three dots. If you drop it down, it says rate. Please rate because that way I can get these episodes out to more people who would enjoy this content but normally wouldn't be able to find it because nobody likes it apparently. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, If you would also like to, please follow me on Twitter 
at Peachy Fishy where I do polls and talk about what the next episode can be and you can vote on it. Um, I also give updates via Twitter and you know it's a good place to interact. Uh, also I have a blog which I have plugged multiple times in this episode. Um, the link for that will be down below along with a couple other links for you to check out including the Twitter at so you don't forget it because I've already forgotten it. <laughs> Again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to my dumb stories. And until next time.